Hi, welcome back to Disney Planning Insights. This is Peter. Today we're going to be talking about Hollywood Studios and doing another one of our informational series where we just walk you around the the broad general idea of where you would want to stay if you want to spend a lot of time during your vacation in and around the Hollywood Studios area. And I would even couple in if you want to spend a lot of your vacation around the Hollywood Studios and Epcot area, these would be some things to be thinking about as those two parks are very, very close to one another. And even if you are planning on spending time at Magic Kingdom, this is a good area to think about because it is a little bit quicker to get up to Magic Kingdom from here than it is from Animal Kingdom area or the Disney Springs area. So we're going to start talking about hotels today. And Matt, you're going to start talking about two of the hotels that are in the Hollywood Studios area. Yeah, so um, again, we're going to be talking about the Hollywood Studios area today. And the two hotels that I'm going to take today are Art of Animation and Pop Century. Kind of a cool story on this because Art of Animation was actually sp- supposed to be an extension of Pop Century. It was supposed to be what the the teens, the twenties, the thirties, or the twenties, the thirties, oh, yeah. the forties. Yeah, and they decided and then, like, to do something new. Yeah, midway through the project, they decided, ah, eh, we don't need a bigger Pop Century, so they completely rebranded the resort, and Art of Animation came from it. And it's one of my family's favorite places to stay. So these are two current value resorts, um, but I could see here in the the near future them both going to a moderate. It looks like they're doing some heavy construction in the main buildings and they have the second form of transportation now with the Skyliner. So both value resorts, um, Art of Animation offers standard rooms and family suites in three different themings. So you have a Little Mermaid or a, a Finding Nemo family suite, you have a Lion King family suite, and you have the Cars family suites. And then as far as standard rooms, they're all themed to the Little Mermaid. Um, over in Pop Century, all basic standard rooms. you got preferred view and all that kind of stuff, but they're all really about the same room. A couple of beds. Uh, one of them's going to be a Murphy in some cases. And then your standard value uh, bathroom setup. Big spread out resorts. Both have multiple buildings, but between the two resorts is Hourglass Lake. And that's where you're going to find the Skyliner. And it's going to be the main mode of transportation to Epcot and Hollywood <clears throat> Studios from these resorts. So um, Skyliner is going to run from Hourglass Lake to the hub at Caribbean Beach. And then from there, you can kind of spoke off either to Hollywood Studios or to Epcot. Bus system for Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom, and then they've really cut back the buses on Hollywood Studios and Epcot to one bus an hour now. A good um, couple of resorts for staying at. Um, I love the location of them. Buses seem to get in and out of them pretty fast. One bus stop for each resort, so the queuing can kind of get backed up sometimes because you don't have those multiple queues around the resort but it's it's a really really good couple of resorts um rooms are all both really nice in both of the resorts so really nice places to stay but really as far as resorts those are the only two and i'm going to put air quotes here that you can't see that are hollywood studios resorts yeah everything else is kind of assigned to different areas of the the Walt Disney World. So Peter's going to talk about a couple other ones just because they are on that Skyliner and that makes them relatively close to Hollywood Studios. So the two that Matt's referring to are the ones that we also brought up in the Epcot podcast for those of you that have listened to that. And that's the Caribbean Beach and the Riviera Resort. 
Now, these two are billed as Epcot resorts, but my argument is that they're um, they're misclassified. And I would expect Disney to rectify that, hopefully in the future. Because if I get on the Skyliner from the backside of Epcot, it's going to take me over 15 minutes to get from the Skyliner station to sitting at the hub in the Caribbean beach. So it'll take about 10 minutes to get over to Riviera and it'll take about 15 minutes to get to Caribbean beach. If I leave Hollywood studios, I'm at Caribbean beach in under five minutes because it is just a straight shot from Hollywood studios front gate over to Caribbean beach, the Skyliner hub. So I would classify Caribbean beach and Riviera resort as Hollywood studios hotels as well. But I do understand proximity. The thing that a lot of people don't realize about Disney is that Hollywood Studios and Epcot's front gates are, or sorry, not front gates, but Hollywood Studios front gate and Epcot's back world gateway gate are only about a mile, maybe a mile and a half apart from one another. You can pretty easily walk from one to the other. So all of these resorts are in sort of a combined area of the Disney complex uh, spot down there. So Caribbean Beach is a really great resort. You have a bunch of buildings that are set into sort of pods around the resort. Um, There's a centralized pool, but there are also smaller pools in all of these different pods. The centralized pool is a bit nicer because it's an intermediate level resort. So the rooms are a little bit bigger. The beds are going to move from Fulls into queens if you do get a double bed, whereas at Pop Century you're going to be, you're going to have two fulls, and one of the fulls is going to be a Murphy bed, as Matt mentioned. You can also get a king room at Pop Century uh, for if you go down there with you know just a couple, but if you take a family down there, you're going to get that double bed. Um, uh, the theming is exactly what it sounds like. It's Caribbean beach. So they're all kind of islandy colors. You're going to see a lot of teals and kind of, you know, light oranges and light pinks and things like that. Um, and they're all kind of set out in these different sort of salmon. Oh, sorry, salmon. Sorry. Definitely salmon. Definitely salmon. Um, so as you as you look around at this resort, you have all these different hubs, and each of these hubs do have a bus stop. And that bus, when it goes out to Animal Kingdom and and Magic Kingdom, that bus will stop at each one of these hub bus stops, as well as the front area, and then head out to the park, which is nice versus Art of Animation and Pop Century, because if you do find yourself out in the the way, way outer extremities of that resort, you are going to have to hoof it up to the front to find the bus depot. And that can sometimes be over a five-minute walk from the extremities of the resort, versus here, you should never have over a five-minute walk to get to the nearest bus hub. You might just be kind of out of the way and have to ride the bus around to get to the front, to get to dining and transportation, to the Skyliner and things along those lines. Riviera Resort is actually tucked in the side of Caribbean Beach. So at one of those outer extremities of Caribbean Beach, you're going to find Riviera Resort. And Riviera Resort is beautiful. I believe it's 10 stories. Um, it's this very, very nice, wonderful looking hotel. Um, I Eight at Topolino's Terrace, which is a brand new 
character dining experience on Disney property. The food was fantastic. The view was amazing. The pool is very fun and it's built like French Riviera. So the pool kind of like winds around a Spanish style trellis. Um, very, very nice. The The courtyard area was, was very fun. They had bocce ball pits and kind of a large chess set where the chess pieces were about three feet tall and um, just just really cool. I imagine the entertainment and everything else is very nice because Caribbean Beach is an intermediate resort and Riviera Resort is a deluxe DVC property, but you can also book rooms there not, not being a DVC member as well. So those are the two that I would also lump into Hollywood Studios because I can be to Hollywood Studios in five to 10 minutes and Epcot's actually further away through that Skyliner. Um, so that takes care of the hotels that you might want to stay at and what you would expect to get there. Pop and art are value, so you can expect to stay there for 200 maybe under. If you get the suites, you're going to be looking at four, four fifty a night. Um, as you head up to Caribbean Beach, you're going to expect to be in that intermediate price range, so in the 300s area. And then Riviera Resort's going to be one of those deluxes, so you're going to be looking at upwards of 500 a night, um, depending on what deals you get. So those would be the places that you might want to stay. Um, let's get into the park. So Matt, I ride the Skyliner or the bus if I'm staying somewhere else. I get out. I walk on that path. I hit the front gates. What do I experience? Yeah, and really over the last couple of years, Hollywood Studios, the front entrance has undergone a huge transformation. They've got all new bus stalls, the addition of the Skyliner uh, station in there. So it's really nice walking in now, big paths into a big open front entrance area. Um, and then you're going to hit Hollywood Boulevard once you get through the ticketing and, and through security and, and actually scan your band. Hollywood Boulevard is going to be that main drag that's going to have a lot of your shopping areas. It's got your Starbucks. And then there's going to be a couple of restaurants that are kind of branched off right there. And those are going to be uh, the Brown Derby. And then you've got Hollywood and Vine that's going to be right around the corner. So a couple of nice little restaurants there. And then it's going to take you straight down to the replica of the Chinese theater and you've got a stage show there and a little bit of a Star Wars theming show that's that's currently playing down there where they bring in some stormtroopers and Kylo Ren and, and, and a lot of different characters and it's really cool and it plays multiple times through the day. Once you branch off of there you're going to start getting into a couple of different areas over by like the frozen theater area where the frozen sing-along is and out towards indiana jones and then if you go the other way it's going to be animation courtyard that's going to have a lot of your disney junior stuff so if you have little kids that are into mickey and the roadster racers and vampirina and doc mcstuffins that's where you're going to find a lot of those characters and then they also have the star wars launch bay back there as well which is a really cool area that's got some memorabilia from the movies it's got a couple of character meet and greets and that kind of stuff there so once we get back into that area um, and past that area you're gonna get into what's called um, Sunset Boulevard and Peter's gonna talk about Sunset Boulevard all right so if you're coming down Hollywood Boulevard Matt Matt kind of talked about it. we consider Hollywood Boulevard like classic Hollywood Studios yeah and yeah. so you, you've got all these different branch offs but it's, it's a lot of shows a lot of shows like Matt mentioned Frozen there's Little Mermaid um, if you turn to the right on your way up to Chinese Theater, right past Trolley Car Cafe, which is the Starbucks that Matt mentioned, 
If you turn to the right, you're going to head away from Chinese Theater and you're going to get to Sunset Boulevard, which is sort of an area of a park all on its own. The reason why you would head down Sunset Boulevard, there are still some shops. There are some quick service restaurants on the left. A couple are really nice. There's a, a burger place and a chicken place on the left that, that are pretty good if you're looking for a quick service meal at and Hollywood there, Studios. There's a place that makes uh, like vegan bowls down there now as well, oh, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. Really good. Um, on the right-hand side, you'll find some shops. There's a really cool like art print shop down that street as well. Um, as some other things. But really, when you turn down Sunset Boulevard, the iconic thing is that you're going to be staring at the Hollywood Tower Hotel, which is, of course, home uh, to the Tower of Terror ride. So as you get down to the Hollywood Tower Hotel, you're going to look to the left, and there you're going to see everything for Rock and Roller Coaster, which is another really big ride at Hollywood Studios. So two sort of iconic, but at this point, classic rides at Hollywood Studios. Um, around to the back, there's also a little area that's currently home to Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. Don't know how long that'll last. It seems like they put something in for a couple years and then redesign it, and then um, it just varies on show. The last thing down Sunset Boulevard of note, to the right of Hollywood Tower Hotel is where Fantasmic is at. So when you are getting towards the end of the night and you want to go see Fantasmic, down Sunset Boulevard, hang a right at Tower Hotel and keep walking and you're going to find the entrance to Fantasmic, which is the big stage show. Very impressive. Um, definitely worth a watch. It's got pyrotechnics and lights and water and it's just a really fun stage show as Mickey takes on the forces of evil and uh, that's where that's located. So coming back out, we've kind of talked about what historically was Hollywood Studios. So now we need to talk about, Matt mentioned the entrance and security and transportation areas have gotten a huge facelift. The park in general over the last three years has gotten a huge facelift with the addition of two really big themed areas. So Matt's going to start with the first one of those. So go ahead, Matt, take it away and tell us what that's all about. Yeah, so um, in this big facelift, if, if many of our, our long-term Disney goers remember, there used to be the back lot that was a bunch of buildings, and it looked like a, a production set for a street scene. And they've taken that all out now, and the first area that they put in was Toy Story Land. Now, they already had the Midway Mania, the Toy Story Midway Mania ride there, and then they added on to the back of that ride. And basically have added Slinky Dog Dash and Alien Swirling Saucers. And then they put a quick service. Uh, yeah, Woody's and, Lunch. Andy's, Andy's Lunchbox. Lunchbox um, back in there as well. So this is a really cool themed area. So as you come back around the backside of Animation Courtyard now, it's almost like you get shrunk. And you're in the back Andy's backyard and you've got a bunch of toys around you now. So the theming is fantastic. The ride's back there. Two of the three rides are almost must-dos every time you go there. I'm a big fan of Alien Swirling Saucers, too. It's just a fun little ride. Um, so you got the three rides back there. You've got the quick service, and the theming's fantastic, both day and night. It, it really cool area to go to. Um, and then the other huge addition Peter's going to talk about, and this is going to be for all of our Star Wars fans. Yeah, so obviously the newest thing to Hollywood Studios is Galaxy's Edge. We have an entire podcast on Galaxy's Edge, so I'm not going to 
beat a dead horse, as it were. But just like Matt said, when you go into Toy Story Land, you kind of shrink down to the size of a toy, which then makes the meet and greets more fun, too, because you're like, I'm the same size as Woody because I'm a little toy right now (laughs) and um, all of that. But when you go into Galaxy's Edge, you step into Black Spire Outpost, which is supposed to be on the planet of Batu, And you can really lose yourself and lose sight of the fact that you are on Earth. I really, really genuinely feel that way to where if you spend hours in Black Spire Outpost in Galaxy's Edge, as it's called, you're going to lose sight of the fact of kind of where you are. A couple of great things here. You can build a lightsaber. You can build a droid. A little pricey, but definitely very awesome experiences and really cool products. Oga's Cantina has some incredibly interesting drinks. I had a fuzzy tauntaun when I was there, and it puts your lips to sleep while you're drinking it. It's such a weird experience for a cocktail. And then two iconic rides that are are always going to have lines. They have very interesting ways they're dealing with them right now. Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run is a great ride where you pilot the Millennium Falcon. Right now, it does not have FastPass, but the FastPass queue is set up. So at some point, I expect FastPasses to become available for that. And then Rise of the Resistance, same idea. Right now, the only way to get Rise of the Resistance is to show up before the park opens. And at park open, they release boarding groups. You get a boarding group, and then you get called back later in the day, and then you wait through a minimal wait time, somewhere around 30 to 40 minutes, and then you do this experience, and there's no way without spoiling it, but I will tell you that Rise of the Resistance is the most immersive 30 minutes of your life you will have ever experienced in a theme park or anything else like that. Blows away escape rooms, blows away whatever else. It is fully immersive and awe-inspiring the very first time that you do it. Again, there, there are FastPass queues already set up. The scanners are already sitting there. So it's only a matter of time because we're going to do a whole podcast on FastPasses. Mm-hmm. But Hollywood Studios is kind of funky right now, the way they do their FastPasses. You cannot get – you have to choose – Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Slinky Dog Dash, or Toy Story Mania. And that's the one ride that you get. Everything else has to be Fast Passes mm-hmm. for shows. So I fully expect them to reinvent again how the Fast Pass system works. Maybe it'll be like a choose two and still must book a show when they bring those Star Wars rides on. But right now the Star Wars rides, are the wait times are actually less than Slinky Dog Dash because they're holding the fast passes out of there. So um, kind of interesting, but Black Spire Outpost Galaxy's Edge is definitely a must-see for anybody, but especially Star Wars fans. Um, They also have another quick service restaurant I didn't mention called um, Docking Bay 7. Really good food, really good experience. Um, But that's Galaxy's Edge. And then just to add on to Galaxy's Edge, there is a little interactive thing now that has been popping up through the Play Disney app, and you can actually interact with a lot of the touch pads and everything that are around the park. When I went there the first time, I saw them. I didn't really understand what they they were. They they looked cool, but I didn't know how to interact with them. Now that I know how to interact with them, I'm, I'm excited to go back down there and kind of play with them because I guess you can reprogram and do all kinds of different things and they're going to actuate different things around the area that you're in yeah for example there's an x-wing up front and you can make the x-wing basically like vent yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so pretty cool stuff that Matt's talking about. And then one thing that I missed on um, Hollywood Boulevard is yeah, you at, did. I didn't the, say it at the Chinese uh, theater now, where the great movie ride was. Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railroad is going to be there, and it opens in March. So, we're hoping to get a chance to ride it when we're there in March to to visit the park and you know it's going to be a cool another very immersive ride it sounds like they they've kept a lot of like the layout of the old great movie ride that's what it seems like they've kind of redesigned the rooms and then yeah. made the ride vehicle instead of being a tram like experience yeah. more of a, a, a railroad a, yeah a train a train experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> a railroad but with their projection technology and all this kind of stuff now how they're going to make the scenes move and that kind of stuff is really interesting so Really cool things coming to Hollywood Studios as well. So as a recap, we went over the resorts that we feel are the Hollywood Studios area resorts. We talked about the Skyliner a little bit more today, and we, we really went through Hollywood Studios really well. Do you got anything to finish up with, Peter? No, I think that's it. So thanks all for tuning in. Those of you that listen to this, I hope it helps you on your journey to planning your days out at Disney World and helping you understand maybe where to stay. Uh, again, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, listen to us on uh, Apple, I think is where we're pushing a lot of it, but mm -hmm. we still have Anchor and everything else. So uh, thanks all for tuning in and we'll see you real soon, as Mickey would say. Bye guys. Turn your Disney dream into a magical Disney vacation with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. Contact us at any of these options or learn more by clicking the website link below.